Lynn Knudsen. Welcome to Episode 2 of Getting to Know You, a podcast about the Treehouse community. I have lived in this beautiful community for 17 years now, and I'm convinced more than ever that this community should be a model for all the world to see. In case you didn't know about it, I'll give you a brief overview. The amazing Judy Cockerton, our founder, adopted a child many years ago from the foster system and recognized the enormous need for a community to provide the comfort and security that families who take children from the foster system to foster and adopt them. So she sprang into action and from finding the right location, the housing organization, and many other necessary entities, she actually created a village which she named Treehouse. You can Google Treehouse Foundation East Hampton to view it in all of its glory. Now to the purpose of this podcast. A village is made up of its members, the heart and soul of the village. So I am here to report to you the heart and soul of Treehouse. So the first person we have today is Susan Jubinville. I'm so happy to see you here today. How are you today, Susan? I'm fine, Lynn. How are you? Okay. All right. I've got a few questions to ask you, and um, you, may a- you may answer them in any way you wish. Okay. Okay. So I'd just like to start off with please uh, tell me something about yourself, like uh, where you were born and raised to start with. Yeah. Uh, Holyoke, Mass, uh-huh. and raised in Holyoke. Uh huh. And tell me, what was your family like? Were they strict or lenient? Or were they? Uh, yeah. My father was pretty strict. He was an ex-marine. Uh, my mother was a pushover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although we had did have rules, you know. Uh-huh. What kind both. of rules did you have? Uh, when I got older in high school, uh, curfew. If I was five minutes late, my father grounded me for a week. Oh dear! Uh, we we you know, talking back to my mother was uh, something my father thought was probably the worst thing in the world you could do. Uh, the worst thing you could do would be to late to be late. No, to talk back to your mother. Oh. My mother. Oh. Um, uh-huh. It was. He was strict, but he was loving. I mean, he, you know, didn't beat us or anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. So how did he punish you then if you did? Well, as I got older, I got grounded. Oh, I see. I think when we were little, we did have spankings. Uh-huh. Oh. And then they stopped and they just grounded you. Uh-huh. Were they religious? Was it? Was it? No. My father wasn't religious at all. My mother was uh, quasi-religious. She was raised... Irish Catholic and went to parochial schools, but as an adult, she wasn't re- very religious. Although we we did uh, go to parochial school, I went to pro. We all went to parochial schools mm-hmm. to a certain grade, and then I went to public school for about five years, and then high school was parochial school. Oh, but said, that was my choice. Oh, you said you all. How many children were there? <clears throat> Three. My brother is 15 months younger than me, and my sister seven years younger than oh, me. I see. Oh, well, that's interesting, huh? So, how would you define their values of that of your family? Their values. They. 
we were expected to respect all adults, you know, mm-hmm. no matter who they were, whether we knew them or not, mm-hmm. um, follow rules, mm-hmm. be good, in sc- you know, try in school. Education was very, very important to both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we played a lot of games, my brother and and myself and my parents, my sister was too young, but lots of board games, <clears throat> mm-hmm. card games. My father taught us pitch, and mm-hmm. he taught uh, me to play chess at three, at third grade, I think I was. Um, he also was big into, uh, he brought me to Bray Lake at Mount Tom when I was four and t- taught me to ice skate. Mm-hmm. And uh, reading was was pushed. We'd go to the library every Thursday night. Sounds like you had a very lovely family life. Well, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll talk about the lovely stuff. Uh (laughs) As with every family, there's problems. Well, do you feel that the values that they had uh, are the same that you have now, or have you changed over the years? Um. I think basically it's the same values. I um, there was no bigotry in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, my parents. Uh, I don't think I ever heard my father say a curse word. Mm-hmm. My mother said some, but they were <laughs> they were um, things like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's uh, not a curse word to most people. <laughs> no, it, well, well, I couldn't even say the word cripes oh, yeah. because it sounded like Christ. Yeah, and I, right. I would get, you know, yeah. told. <laughs> yeah. um, I never heard them say anything bad about, uh, you know, people of another color or yeah, race or anything. Uh, yeah. Um, so you were raised in the values of of understanding and acceptance of all people. Is that right? Oh yes. P- plus, I grew up. You know, I went to kindergarten in 1950. Uh-huh. I grew up in an era where you where you obeyed adults. You you obeyed <laughs> adults you didn't even know because they might know your mother and father. <laughs> tell you. But yeah. it was a lot more disciplined back then. I see. So tell me, did you ever have any particular heroes in your life? Anybody that you felt changed your your life? I was looking at that question and pondering at night. I can't think of any specific heroes. I know my my mother's sisters, my aunts. She came from a large family. She came from 12 children. And... Um, Five of the girls were living when I was born, mm-hmm. and um, they were very hard workers. Mm-hmm. One lost her husband with when her youngest child was two, and she had six children. Yeah. So, but she never complained. And uh-huh. I mean, if in, if I had any heroes, it was it was them and my mother, mm-hmm. who uh, very rarely complained about you know not having enough money or yeah. so the thing that you that was heroic about them is that they lived a life of non-complaining and acceptance of who they are and what they had so, yes yeah 
Okay. Well, now let's just talk a little bit about treehouse since uh, you're here. Okay. What drew you to want to live in treehouse? Well, I had heard about it. My I was with my partner Bobby, and we had um, I had heard about it, and I told him about it. And I think it was in the early spring of. 2015, we took a ride up just to look at it. We were living in a condo that we had bought, and we were we wanted to sell it. It was a townhouse. It was getting too much with the three flights mm-hmm. of stairs, yeah, or two flights, I should say. Um, so we went up and looked, and were shown around, and we didn't want to put our name in her because we hadn't sold the condo. We hadn't even started to put it up for sale. Uh-huh. Um. We, but I I had heard very good things about it. A, a friend of mine said that a girl who worked with her said her mother said she was going to put her name on, because not in the pre, that present time because it took so long to get in there. It was so uh-huh. popular. Yeah. Well, what did you hear about it? What did they say? Well, it was um, obviously with you getting older. One one floor. And it was in a uh, kind of rural setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it was very nice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So anyway, like I said, we went up, we looked, we we thought it was very nice. Yeah. Uh huh. So we went back, and um, we did sell our condo in December of that year, uh-huh. and uh, moved in with. Uh, a friend of mine's daughter who had a, a large apartment until we could find an apartment. Mm-hmm. And I sat down one day to look in the paper, see what was yeah. available. Right. And lo and behold, there's openings at oh. Treehouse. Oh. Uh-huh. So we called and spoke to Tina, who was mm-hmm. What in year that was position. this about? Around 2008. Oh, okay. 2018. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. We've been there nine years in January. So. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went. We I called and spoke to her. We went up the next day, and um, had an interview and filled out paperwork and all that. Mm-hmm. She showed us an apart couple of apartments, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> a few days later we got the call from Tina that we were accepted. Uh-huh. So we moved in. I mean, we were thrilled. Uh huh. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, it, yeah, it was. It was. We were very lucky. Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. So, what have you found about the community that you really liked? And, and is there, uh, were there ways that you participated in it or contributed to the community? How how were you involved? Uh, I started out uh, contributing by going to the drop-in with the children. Uh huh. I did that and went to some meetings. Um. Met with when we had the foreign students uh-huh. come in the summers. I we mm-hmm. went and met with you know met with them, um, and then Bobby passed away, yeah. and for about two years I was kind of oh yeah I was I just was very depressed. Oh, that must have been horrible. It yeah. was right, yeah, uh-huh. as it is for yeah. most people. Sure, and then I decided about. I guess about a year ago or less that I had a 
get going again. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, it was a horrible trauma to lose Bobby. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me something. How do you feel that Treehouses has touched you? In it? And are there any ways that you feel that are they, that you're glad to be here instead of living in, a, in an apartment alone? Well, <clears throat> number one, which I always tell everybody, is yeah. there's a washer and dryer in every unit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. I can't imagine being in old age housing and having to walk down to a basement <laughs> laundry room. Right, yeah, that's true. Uh, also, I think living with all ages uh-huh. is more normal. Uh, it's like your childhood where uh-huh. yeah. there's adults around you and, yeah. and children, children yeah. people your age, you know, younger. Yeah. And I think that's the way it's supposed to be. I don't think mm-hmm. it should be segregated. You know, yeah. elders should be segregated. Right. Sort of feeling as though they're put on the shelf. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if um, I'm sure there's some people that don't want to be around children. Yeah. <clears throat> but of course you don't to have like to them. be. Yeah. No, you <laughs> yeah. don't. That's yeah. what's nice. And that's what's nice about um, yeah. tree houses is you don't have to. And you're not all in one building. Yeah. Where you have to interact with maybe some people you wouldn't want to. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, but it, it's more like, you know, it's more like real life is. Yeah, right, that's true. Um, and have you? do you feel that you've learned something about yourself because of living here? Um, I'm not sure. I... I always found it easy to make friends. Uh, I don't know how to put it into words, but having having a lot of people around, and I'm talking about mostly elders yeah. or maybe parents of the children, yeah. uh-huh. um, care about you and worry about you and... Uh, uh-huh. Most will give you a helping hand if you need it, if you need a ride somewhere. Yeah. You think there are more people that care about you here than if you were in, a, in an apartment house? I don't know. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, if you live in an apartment building, like I'm talking about old age where they have things to do yeah. for the people, but... <clears throat> it's oh i just meant an ordinary uh, condo or something oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yes yeah. definitely definitely yeah. because we have so you know we have meetings about things right we have uh dinners which i enjoy cooking for yeah uh it's a nice social atmosphere when we're having them and yeah. we we have the foreign the Pakistani students this year who came and mm-hmm. uh, every group that's come has been so nice, yeah. so nice. Yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to um, 
So you have already expressed one question I was going to ask you about your appreciation of intergenerational living. So this is something that's very important to you, that it's, it's close to the norm in life, except that it's a little more caring because you're in a community of, of all kinds of people living here. Mm -hmm. And you felt supported here. But, so it seems like it's been a, a pretty good thing for you. So tell me, what do you, how do you see your future? Uh... I guess as long as I can, taking part in, in uh, mm -hmm. the activities that we have. Uh -huh. So you'd want, you see your future staying here in Treehouse. I hope. I hope for a long, you know, yeah. I hope I can. And what, what do you think, what are your hopes for the future of Treehouse? Do you think that it could go in any different direction or anything, anything that you feel that would be good for it in the future? Uh I can't think of anything. Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe, maybe more people involved, or more people involved with the children. Mm -hmm. um, how do you how do you think that we could do that to get more involved? Maybe have little theme parties for them mm -hmm. or uh yeah good idea um, uh -huh. i even thought you know if they i when i worked um at bay state i there was a school across the street and i i spent a few years going over there and reading to i think it was a fourth grade class yeah uh-huh and i enjoyed that uh-huh and I think kids enjoy having a story read to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they would, yeah. I've tried to, to uh, do some storytelling with the kids here, but unfortunately a lot of them have experienced a lot of trauma as foster children in the first place. So yeah. it's a little yeah. more difficult to get these kids together for story time, but we're still trying. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know when I first came here there were more children who were not old, but older. Yeah. They, now it seems like there's there's less, and the, there's some young ones. Yeah, very young ones. Very young yeah. ones, yeah. Right. We've got our new little baby here, oh, one-year-old. Our princess Sadie, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so adorable, yeah. 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 So um, uh, any other experience or anything that you'd want to talk about in your, your background or your, your work? You didn't talk about your work. What, what were you doing? You were a nurse? No, I was lucky enough to get accepted. At, it was Springfield Hospital at the time, Bay mm -hmm. State Medical Center now. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to be a nurse, but we didn't have the money. Oh. And someone told me about x-ray, and they said it's free. Hmm. So I went down and applied, took a test, mm -hmm. and I was accepted. And was, they only accepted four people. Oh, excellent. And we only had to supply our uniforms. Uh -huh. We had our room and board free. Oh. Um, we lived in the nurse's residence. Mm -hmm. And in our second year, we got a stipend of $25 mm -hmm. a week. Uh -huh. Of course, we also took call and worked uh -huh. a lot. Uh -huh. But I enjoyed x-ray. Yeah. That was in... I started in 63, so it was a lot different than it is now. I bet, yeah. And um, <clears throat> I got married. I had a daughter mm -hmm. in 71. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I went back to work, and in 81, I started in ultra, learning ultrasound. I was asked if I wanted to learn ultrasound. Oh. Mm-hmm. And back then, there were very few schools. Oh, I see. So you learned on the job. A, a girl had already been trained, and she trained me. Oh, mm-hmm. And uh, I loved ultrasound. Ultrasound was great. Uh, Although when I started, it was very archaic. Uh, you had to hope the baby moved so you knew it was alive because oh, it was none of the... It right. was it was like um, a still photo is to a movie. Photo, movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so they've come a long oh, way. Oh, they sure have. I mean, we... We could make out the head and the body and maybe the thigh bone. Now, I mean, now now they can see the all the movement. The uh, corn. They can see if it's a girl or the lenses and the eyes. I mean, and I I retired in 2016, so I don't know what they're doing now. so I worked in ultrasound, and then I was made a supervisor of ultrasound in, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I believe it was 89, uh-huh. and did that for a few years, and then was made a manager of ultrasound, nuclear uh-huh. medicine, and MRI. Terrific. Uh-huh. And I forget how many years I did that, but then I got to the point where I just didn't want to do it anymore, uh-huh. and I went back to scanning. I was, I mean, it was... I'd be waking up at 2 in the morning, you know, thinking, did I do this? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made to step uh-huh. down. I haven't met anybody who stepped down from a supervisory position that wasn't happy. Really? Uh-huh. So I, I did ultrasounds until I retired in 2016. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. after that, I did work at some per diem uh-huh. Jobs. Oh, that was smart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, good. Ultrasound was. And were you married all this time? I was. Um, my husband and I separated after like thirty years. Wow. It was my idea. It was. I mean, it would. I'm not. I don't want to go into the whole yeah, thing. Okay, but, but you you stuck it, it out was for a long, long time. Yeah. Well, I had a daughter, and yeah, right. I thought I owed her. Right. I know that. I I I also stayed for 25 years in a marriage that maybe shouldn't have been. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Although it produced three wonderful children. <laughs> yeah. And my daughter has four children. Uh-huh. And I have three great grandchildren. Oh, wonderful. Does four you, four great grandchildren. Does your daughter live around here? Oh, she lives in Springfield, yeah. I see. Well, that's good. So you have a chance to see her and see yeah. the grandchildren. Yeah. That's Not good. a lot because yeah. they're all working. And, yeah. Uh-huh. And, of course, COVID came along, and yeah. one of them was born during COVID, oh, so I didn't get yeah. to see him until. Oh, yeah. So how old is he now? He turned three in April. Oh, so you see him now, right? Not as much as I'd like to because my yeah. daughter works. Uh-huh. And, uh yeah, it's always that way. Our kids are pretty yeah, busy, and, and they don't always have a lot of time. Up. Right, right. Yeah, I feel lucky to see my uh, one of my daughters uh, once a week, and the other one just uh, is so far away. I just get phone calls from her every night, so that's good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. Accept what what is what, and and glad that they're healthy and and doing what they love in life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, any last comments about you or your experience? Um, Anything I left out here? I don't think so. I think, you know, I would like to see all over the country 
places like Treehouse, uh, uh, intergenerational yeah. groups. Uh-huh. Um, I can't, I, well, it would be wonderful if we had a great big swimming pool, but I know that's not feasible. <laughs> that would be nice, I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe if we were in Florida, we'd have one. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure there are liability and yeah. insurance would be sky yeah, high. But right. I can't. I can't think of anything else. I mean, I, of course, I, I wish more people would get engaged Involved, in yeah. social life and stuff. But I understand that some people can't yeah. because of health yeah. uh, and the um, people with kids. Some of them are working. Or right. Yeah. They have the children too to take care of. So. Yeah. It seems that we're really a microcosm of the world because in just about every community that I've ever heard of, it seems that a, there's just a small percentage of people who are really involved in everything. And you're one of them that are really involved in Treehouse. Which is yes, I, I have found that experience um, in in a lot of things. My daughter was at, uh, in school. She went to Holy Name in Chicopee and... We worked bingo on Saturday nights, yeah. and I did um, when I could. When I was was had a day off or could take a day off, I'd be yard mother, whatever they mm-hmm. call it. But we and we were on the homeschool committee, yeah. and but it was always the same people. Right. And right. I, I I have found that in in everything. Yeah, it does. It seems to be. I think we just have to accept that that's the way life is. That usually, it, probably about ten percent of the people really get involved. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, I'm so glad that you came here, and uh, thank you. I think it went very well. I'm so happy to hear everything you've had to say, and I thank you so much. To find out more about our intergenerational community, just go to treehousefoundation.net.